0: You're listening to Irish Radio Tenders from and abroad. And we're at the nation in Toronto. Back here after three years. 2019, we were here and we met some people. And there were some Irish companies here that were trying to introduce themselves to the high tech market. The same again this year. And we're reconnecting with Dimitri Lazarev, who was here with GIS, CIS course back then, but he's now with PiChat. So uh, we're going to catch up. Dimitri, thanks a million for coming back. Um, Thank you. The last time you we were here, you were talking about CS force which was connecting developers around the world. It was matchmaking for developers.
1: Was uh, that- it was uh, it was connecting freelance developers uh, to basically technology businesses right. to engage freelancers. And it's still you know it's still an and operation. It's still an operation yeah. and, and you've come through two years of
0: COVID where there was a demand for developers around the world so you've been able to continue to grow
1: the business. Exactly, yeah we've been growing year over year uh, we're still growing uh, it's a bootstrap business uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, is doing well. So, out of that, you obviously saw then there was a need for further connections. Exactly, yeah. So, well, one of the reasons, so, our our new project uh, is called PyChat. Uh, this is a networking app uh, with the one-on-one quick video chats uh, and uh, matchmaking uh, based on your interests. And it's for business and networking. So, basically, it's, uh, it's like video Tinder for business networking. Let's Say uh, and uh, the reason uh, the reason we started to work on this is, is that I actually during the pandemic I was uh, I was uh, in Bali and uh, I participated in online conference called uh, running remote running remote and um, I started to ha- you know I joined the conference a few hours before the before it finishes and uh, I started to have great conversations in uh, you know networking there, were, there was simple networking service on computer and uh, where you can also talk one-on-one uh, and I started to have great conversation but then suddenly conference uh, finishes and and I cannot continue right. and I I thought like why why I couldn't do it at any time why I couldn't do it you know in a more complicated way maybe uh, better matching and so on and at any time, Okay. why do I wait for for a conference to do that? So,
0: when you start to do your market research and you put out, what kind of feedback then did you get back or who did you test for a market research to see if the idea was
2: viable?
1: Uh, well, I think I trusted, uh, first of all, I trusted my uh, business intuition, so right. I did don't, did don't really care if, if anyone li- going to like it, but also uh, we participated a few events and uh, we are getting really positive feedback from people, you know, ev- everyone who are going to, who are, you know, attending events, they are uh, interested in networking. Okay, so so um, you
0: are based in Ireland, the company? Is yeah, in Ireland, and that you would have been at the Web
1: Summit probably when it was back out in Lisbon again. Web Summit, I'm not sure. Uh, we were on Dublin Tech Summit last week. Okay, and how was that for you? Uh, it was great. Uh, I, I need to follow up. I made you know a bunch of great connections. So, what was I, I just the Web Summit itself
0: like? Like we're here in Toronto at the moment, and this place is humming
1: and buzzing. Yeah Dublin six times you mean last yeah, week Yeah you know, I know yes yeah. so was, was it as, was it as vibrant uh it was not so it was not as busy right uh but actually it also was nice i was able to uh, go go around any uh, every you know every booth Yeah, attend any booth oh. sorry every booth and uh, it was not so loud yeah so you are actually able to talk uh it, it was uh, it, it was uh, more convenient to talk actually exactly. yeah, because here it's very intense exactly yeah and it's it's it is it's it's very um intense in so many different levels it's, exactly I was a bit shocked yesterday but now I got used to it and I actually enjoy it a lot yes and of course well you were exhibiting was it yesterday you were exhibited or you no we are exhibiting
0: tomorrow tomorrow so at least you've had two days to to prepare, yeah, to, yeah, to, to mentally prepare and uh, take in. So, so tomorrow is going to be the long, tiring day.
1: Yeah, I think we are we are bringing ourselves up to speed. Good at this good, point. Good. And what are you looking for here? Uh, first of all, uh, we are looking for. Uh, first adopters first okay. users uh, also we are looking to connect with investors okay because uh, for this kind of application uh, there is no way how we can uh, grow without fund venture funding right so uh, that's one of the goals and obviously the also maybe connect with some media right just like uh, just like Irish radio yes. Canada
0: so um do you see that this business is real potential will be in achieving a partnership possibly with some uh, what would be a because you have the platform, you're bringing the platform. So really what you would want is maybe the marketing or the, the global reach.
1: Yeah, I think our strategy uh, will be the following. Uh, obviously we need enough people on the platform so, so that it makes sense uh, to use it. But uh, I think we have an idea how to do this. Uh, we are going to, obviously we'll have a base of first adopters and uh, we are going to invite some interesting people and uh, announce that at certain for example tomorrow at 6 p.m. Irish time or Canadian time there will be uh, Elon Musk on our platform, and we are inviting everyone who is interested for a chance to actually connect with him and uh, have a quick conversation. Okay, how did you achieve that? Uh, we'll be. Uh, I, no, I'm not you? sure. I'm not convinced that Elon Musk will say yes or even respond. It's okay. just an example okay. at first. Okay. But but I mean, there are a lot more of interesting people. Okay. Uh, okay. For okay. example, we could invite you uh, for, to spend 15 minutes. You know. Yeah. Uh, and you can. You can see. Maybe you're interested in some startups. Uh, right, they are right. not going to match you with you uh, without o- only what is what matches your profile and interest. Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. And you don't have to talk to them. You can swipe them. Okay. So fantastic. If anyone wants to find you out there, find out more information. Where should they go? Uh, they should go to p y e dot chat. And also uh, our application is on App Store review at the moment. So hopefully it will be. Uh, live tomorrow or in next couple of days. Indeed. Hopefully. And why
0: did you choose Pi? I know that there's the Pi as in 3.14159. Yeah. Uh, but because I remember the days of when there was the Pi radio.
1: Okay, I don't know about this. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, actually, there was no specific reason why we chose this, but uh, we came across uh, of this concept that uh, there, there are uh, three, uh, sorry, there are two uh, pieces uh, of uh, pie. Okay. Why at, one at, at the beginning and uh, the other one in the Y, Okay. And uh, it's kind of it's uh, seem, it seem indicates that there are one on one there is one on one conversation and actually that there is a uh, there is also it's the same as coffee conversation but imagine that you, you have a tea and you have you have pie and you have uh, networking conversation <laughs> so something like that,
0: been great reconnecting with you. Thanks a million. Okay, I wish every success. And again, it's pye dot chat because the dot chat domain is now available. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So pye dot chat, you'll find everything you need to know there. And maybe if you're looking to make business connections and find like-minded people, that's the place to go. Thanks, Dimitri. Thank you very much. You're listening to Irish Radio, Canada, Home and Abroad and we are at Collision in Toronto Collision being the North American version of Web Summit uh, which you would have been familiar with if you were on the Irish side and uh, last time we were here was 2019 and we had the opportunity to connect with some of the Irish companies who were attending at that time and we're also having a chat with some of the Irish companies that are around this time Well some are start but some are partners, and Global Shares is a company headquartered in Tlannochilti. Now that threw me for a loop straight off, that Global Shares, I know, I know Cork has its own passport, and I know Tlannochilti is anxious to share its wealth globally, so I guess Global Shares is, is appropriate for it, and uh, we are in Toronto, and I have Ash Adams with me, Ash is here to chat about um, his only visit to Cork. Global Shares, and uh, a little about what the business is and what brings you here. Pleasure to be with
3: you, Austin. How are you? Good, thank you. Very good. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's a wonderful story. Global Shares was uh, a company that was founded in Clonakilty back in uh, 2005. Uh, we started off as a services company with 20 people in one room, uh, and we've launched our own. We, at that time launched our own tech solution right. uh, performing equity plan administration uh, and we've gone from there to now have 17 different offices around the globe yeah. 700 pa- uh, employees so. uh, across the globe we've got uh, obviously a very big operational centre in Kilty, and for your I'm, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with Kilty. maybe more so than me yeah. but uh, obviously uh, it's a small town on the Wild Atlantic Way uh, that where we have our headquarters, uh, and now again, we like I said, it's uh, we've got 17 offices around the globe and 700 employees.
0: And you also have an office in Cork City,
3: and you got an we, opportunity, we indeed. And, got and opportunity and to visit that, yes, absolutely. I had the opportunity to visit that in February of this year, yeah. And when I landed, it was just amazing weather. Everybody said to me, Watch out for the rain. I got there, the heavens opened up, and it was very sunny. I had to take off my coat, my jumper, it was very nice.
0: So, Ash, how long have you been? With the company.
3: So I've been with the company just over a year now.
0: And that explains that you don't have the accent yet. Yeah,
3: I, will, I hope <laughs> to pick it up. It definitely helps. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was,
0: I was walking you into that one. <laughs> no, it's very good, Lord. It's, <laughs> the,
3: it's the charm of the Irish, right? When you travel around the world, you have an Irish accent. Uh, but, but
0: there's a difference between an Irish accent and a West Cork accent. Ah, okay. okay. And, a Cork, I don't and, know, just, and a Cork City and accent. And that's maybe just a little bit of a subtlety that's too yeah, much indeed indeed. so Global Shares as I understand it in a nutshell if I was asking you as a layman for the 15 second elevator pitch yeah absolutely how, well, what would it mean to me
3: so we uh, very simply we provide software that helps companies of all sizes whether it's a private company it's a small startup, a growth company right through to publicly listed companies that are multinational and span the globe we provide equity plan administration so our software allows companies yeah. to track the shares that they issue out to their employees to their investors okay so it's very simple we, we pr- take all of the data from the company upload it onto our platform and that gives the company's employees their executives their yeah. shareholders right. access to the information of their shareholders
0: I know that where that is a particular challenge because I was actually in one of those plans very good as, and as was my wife and the challenge with that on. Like when you go to the stock exchange, you buy shares on the stock exchange on a particular day, and you know what you paid for them. Yeah, exactly. But as an employee, and if you're being dribbled shares exactly on a a monthly basis, there's
3: keeping a track of all of those different awards that are given to you at whatever point in time. If it's a monthly event, yeah. If it's an annual event, it's keeping a record and register of those awards that you can then, as an employee, very simply go in and see, okay, this is what I was granted on this particular date, or these are the shares that I purchased as part of a plan, this is what it all totals up to, and when you're already at the point that you can trade, you can go ahead and click a few buttons, those so shares is sold for you.
0: Uh, well, I think what's more important from what I'm hearing is, it's one thing doing that, but then you have to do your tax return, and the tax return is asking you, what did you pay for Exactly, them. exactly. And, exactly. That's, and that it is... that gives d- you a good
3: record that you can refer back to, to when it comes to doing your taxes.
0: It is. Yes, so I I acknowledge that that is a valuable service because I know that given over a long period of time that both for my wife and myself and my wife particularly, would probably have over 20 years of accumulation. Absolutely, absolutely, you can do, yeah. And and what was the shares were worth and there were dilutions and there were splits and all in the... And all of those things we cater for on the
3: platform to make sure we have a good record of all the shares that you were given and events that took well, place right. and that's just helpful for you as an employee as a, a person that works for the company to know what you've been given Fantastic. when at what price.
0: Brilliant um, no, I can see the value in that straight off so um, your relationship then with Collision now it's a natural fit to some degree I suppose because it gives you that a kind of exposure absolutely. globally. Absolutely um, absolutely. so the,
3: the, the Collision conference has been wonderful for us we've had some really good conversations conversations with prospective clients with partners with just some wonderfully innovative companies that are either startups right. growing companies and they have some amazing ideas right. and technology and, and definitely disrupting the way we live our lives normally and you know what might be a startup company now will be the next Google Amazon I'm sure in the next ten years so there's lots of lots of um, very good companies here and we're having really good conversations
0: now I know I reached out to your, I think it's your CEO Gemma. No, she's in our marketing team. Our marketing team. Our but, yeah, I reached with Gemma. Yeah, and I was, yeah, and I'm not being disparaging, but I was looking forward to catching another Irish accent. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> so
3: the next time I might have a. You're going to have to go to school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: And you're going to have to learn how to sing. I know. Sing? Yeah, cause that's, I don't cause that's the way, have a very good voice That's often. the way the Corks speak. They, they, they don't talk down there. They sing. Oh, I'm sorry Austin. I,
3: I, I hate to disappoint you, but you do not, and your listeners, you do not want me to hear me sing. That's not something that anyone wants. So,
0: um, where are you normally based then at? So
3: I'm, I'm in London, so okay. I'm born and bred. But um, like I say, we have
0: offices around the globe. So, is the, have you been to Canada before? Have you- I have actually
3: I've been to Calgary right uh, on, on the west part of, uh, yeah, of um, Canada yeah um, again beautiful it's yeah. Very, I think it was very different to Toronto Toronto has a very sort of cosmopolitan London feel to it yeah. lots of people buzzing around everywhere yeah. nice financial districts and different types of districts yeah. uh, Calgary was great lots of mountains yes. and within 10 minutes you're into um, how did you you're into, into the wild you into the Rockies it's it is a beautiful part yes. of the world. Yeah, I, I really want to go back and I'd definitely come back to
0: Toronto as well. Right, so are you going to get a little bit of time while you're here uh, to do a little bit of sightseeing? To, yeah, I'm hoping to have a few hours free on Friday. Okay. I hope
3: to see Niagara Falls. That's one of the wonders of the world maybe. Or uh, it's, it's definitely it's a spectacle to see, right? Um, uh-huh. Whilst I'm here.
0: Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, there's so much to see and uh, that's the one thing about Canada. I remember a few years ago my um, uh, niece of my wife, was saying she was coming and she was going to Calgary and uh, or, and she thought she'd visit us on the way and just drive from here to Calgary <laughs> <laughs> that must be a long drive <laughs> they to her she needed to look at the map and check the scale on the bottom <laughs> yes, yes um, yeah it's a vast country and, it's,
3: and and I think it's beautiful all the way from east to west coast and I'd love to spend more time uh, and I'd definitely be coming back
0: indeed well Ash it has been a real pleasure meeting you yeah it's been fun chatting with you and when you do get back to Cork you have to get down to West Cork I will do but you have to check with the head office do you need the rebel passport (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll check in you do because I know they were making serious efforts to issue their own passport in Cork and I'm not too sure if they're insistent that you know I might get away with it but Someone else, well, you you might need to have one, so check it out,
3: I'll have a chat
0: with someone. Thank you so much for your time, Austin. We'll Thank you. Uh you're listening to Irish Radio, Canada, Home and Abroad. 2019, we were at Collision in Toronto, and Collision is back in real life, in person again this year. And we connected in 2019 with Kieran Haji, and Kieran has established at that stage table for one, and uh, it was a fascinating concept. And I let Kieran tell us again what the, the concept is. But he's back with us, and I know not only that, but that uh, Kieran, you, you've received numerous awards in the intervening period, and you've been getting recognition for the tremendous. Opportunity that this app presents. So first of all, thanks so much for
2: coming back. Great seeing you again. Thanks very much for uh, it's, it's fantastic being here, and it's great seeing you again, awesome Really, uh, really appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat with you.
0: Table for one. Your your fifteen
2: to t- twenty second elevator pitch. Okay, so um, half of business trips are taken solo, and that's a lot of meals eaten alone. And um, I travel business for business twenty five years, and always felt there was an opportunity to do something. So, telephone connects business travellers all around the world so they can do business as opposed to eating room service in their hotel room. I will confess, like, before I retired from the day
0: job, Yeah. I spent 15 years on the road. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind breakfast. Yeah. I didn't mind lunch. Yeah. I hated the evening meal. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is no pleasure right. going to the fanciest restaurant yeah. on your own. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes I'd actually go to the supermarket, to the salad bar, yeah. I'd make up a salad and I'd head back to the yeah. hotel room.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think uh, I think good company is a really important ingredient in a good meal. Like if you think about any of the interesting memorable meals you've had, it's always been with interesting and memorable people. And and you know, when you're travelling on business, you never know, the person who you might really need to talk to could be sitting in the same restaurant three or four tables away and you're just chips passing in the night. Yeah. You, you don't make that connection.
0: Now, I know when we talked a few years ago, like the concept view, it was in its infancy. Yes. Yeah. So, three,
2: three or so years on.
0: Yes. How's the take-up been?
2: Well, uh, COVID hasn't helped, so right. uh, business travel um, disappeared for a couple of years. Um, during that time we have we pivoted slightly so we now have a really interesting um, business to business proposition so, so for example we got something that's really interesting for hotels and hotel chains we can generate an awful lot of additional income and revenue for hotel chains okay? and we can uh, and we can give them their guests a better experience as well ok yeah I should tell
0: a little story when it comes to that okay. because we're just back from Scotland and yeah.
2: you know when it comes to generating
0: revenue for a hotel, the Marriott at the airport in Glasgow I ran to a winner because we drove in to stay for the night before our flight, Yeah, pulled up brought in the cases, went up to the room came down, I drove out to bring the car back 21 minutes later, I right. got a fine for 100 British pounds
2: wow, wow I
0: was photographed coming in to the parking lot and the car was photographed going out 21 minutes later and I never bothered my backside going up to the counter to buy
2: 20 minutes worth of parking yeah 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 wow wow that's some way of generating revenue (laughs) (laughs) I won't won't be parking there again yeah
4: yeah
0: yeah. or I'll pay for it yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely. so when it comes to something like hotels what concept
2: have you there so um with, with solo business travelers, the tendency is to order room service, particularly female uh, solo business travelers. Right. who don't want to go down to the bar and sit there on their own. Um, now, room service is one course and one drink, typically. Okay. Now, if we can get that solo business traveler with table for one down into the hotel or restaurant, and then ideally get somebody from an Airbnb up the road to meet them there. Okay. That's two people. It becomes three courses, a glass of wine, then becomes a bottle of wine, a right. drink after so rather than a $30 check for room service, yeah. the hotel now have a $150, 200 check for a, a dinner for two, Right. so not only is it, is it more revenue for the hotel, it's a better experience for the guests and the position of the hotel is somewhere her business can get done. So. Okay, something like that, how do you
0: market to the hotel industry, something like that?
2: Yeah, a, that's a really interesting one. So uh, next week we're going to the Business Travel Show Europe. Okay. And hotels showcase themselves right. at that. And they're looking for innovative ideas to capture the business uh, traveler market. So right. there's, there's opportunities to connect with the hotel industry at the hotel events to showcase, you know, what's happening, what can we do digitally, how can we get ahead of the curve. Like uh, hotels have had a bad time during COVID as well. So they're looking to recover. For revenue, they weren't hungry for it, for innovation back in 2019. They're now. I'm hum- hungry for innovation now in 2022. And of course, I know that I saw recently that
0: uh, is it the Radisson and Choice Hotels are coming together. Yeah. yeah. And and combined of something like over 50 million lo- in their loyalty programs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yes. I know regular business travelers have their loyalties yes absolutely Absolutely. so I know that again the hotels through their loyalty programs are very anxious
2: to encourage the loyalty to stay, absolutely, absolutely. But they're also interested in showcasing their hotels to new people. So, you know, if you have one guest, and we can put another guest to meet them for dinner. Yeah. Then, if that second guest then realizes, okay, this is a this is a hotel where business gets done. Yes. And this is where I can create new opportunities for my own business. Then the next time they're coming back to town, they're more inclined to join that uh, loyalty program and more inclined to. But lo- loyalty programs are are another. Um, Avenue for for of one to uh, offer additional value and offer
0: Indeed, yeah, yeah, indeed. Now, I know I mentioned this when we talked a few years ago, and I'll bring it back up again. Yeah. You know, you and I, we're comfortable enough. We go on the road. There's, we have a, a sense of security. We're male. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I know. From everything I hear, that it is impossible for you or I to fully grasp yep. the insecurity yes. and the fear that a female traveling on their own yes. experiences. Yeah, yeah. How can you, in some way, help reassure some uh, a female business traveler that if she gets involved with Table for One, yep. that she's not leaving herself open to
2: some sort of a, a problem? Yeah, yeah. Well. I think the first thing is that um, we, we, we've spoken to an awful lot of female travellers and got an awful lot of uh, feedback so, so the, the most important thing is female travellers can choose to meet other female travellers um, so that that in itself gives a sense of security and, and even by putting the two of them together you know they feel more it comfortable it, it and increases more. their overall sense of security I, exactly, exactly. Right. Um, now we, we have uh, worked with some, um, with some uh, security specialists in this specific space looking at female business travel and how they can feel more secure. And, and that's something that we have developed into our next version of the, the software so that there will be uh, ways of, of flagging if there's any kind of concern in a, in a live situation. Um, but the, the other thing is... Um, you know, if we look back ten years, if you'd have said to somebody about staying in a stranger's house, they wouldn't have, you know, imagined that possibility. True. If, if you'd imag- if you spoken to them about, you know, hopping in a stranger's car with another stranger uh, and travelling 20 kilometers, they wouldn't have uh, had that, that that concept. And now Airbnb and uh, Uber, Uber and Lyft are, uh-huh. you know, part of the part of the uh, the normal day-to-day. Life and you know, telephone is connecting people in busy restaurants, in in busy locations, okay. as opposed to getting into you know a stranger's car. So um, you know, we, we, we partner with uh, restaurants and hotels and uh, hospitality venues, um, you know, and, and they understand this this uh, this challenge as well. So, so we work with them on how we can make it a safer environment.
0: Like you said, with the add-on concept for hotels, I would. Still certainly the restaurant industry can see the benefit of uh, being able to provide some link that might say well if you're on your own and if you log on here or put download this app, you potentially might find someone that you can have dinner with. Absolutely. I can see a benefit to a restaurant Absolutely. because Absolutely. again the willingness of someone, as I say, I would I wasn't going to restaurants when I was on the road at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, no.
2: just, it was the lonely experience. Absolutely. Well, it, it, so it, it, table for one can be for, for restaurants, it can be for hotels, it can be for golf courses. So right. you know you 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 could be traveling somewhere for two weeks and you're stuck there over the weekend and you want to play a game of golf on a. Saturday. Right. So we can connect people over a game of golf. We can connect people, you know, to go to a sports game or to go to the theatre or whatever. Okay. So, so the telephone, one, you know, where, where it's, its roots are in connecting people over dinner, there's huge other opportunities to, to get people together and get people together who can do business together.
0: Now, you just mentioned that word which is the important one, business. Yes. And I know we probably did talk about it but I can't remember. Your revenue model then. Yes. Where are you getting your money?
2: So, our, our money comes from where we steer those... So, the restaurant, the hotel... Too. Yes. Okay. So, we, we can generate more revenue for them, and then we earn a revenue share for putting higher-spending business travelers okay. into their location and getting them to spend more money. Okay. So, and effectively, it is a win-win. It's a, everybody wins. Yes. So, the business traveler wins. The corporate wins because they're getting a bigger pipeline of potential new business. Right. The hotel wins. Um, you know, this is, this is a brand-new uh, model, so we're not taking from anybody to yes. get to anybody else. We're, yeah. we're lifting. Uh, we're lifting all the votes.
0: So, Karen, talk to me about some of the awards you got, the
2: acknowledgement you got. Oh, we, we, we've got a, a huge amount of, of, of media attention. We've got a look. Like, uh, we, we, we've got. Uh, we were selected as uh, one of the focus rights um, innovation in in uh, in travel. Next week we're participating. We've been selected as one of the business travel shows innovation. Um, uh, Innovation companies, so we're, we're participating in a in a face off to see which is the most innovative idea in the business travel space coming out of, of Europe. So you know,
0: and of course that's validation. Absolutely, and yeah. that's what you need because you yeah. know it's those little kudos that help the motivation, yes. particularly after
2: the likes of COVID. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and like when you're talking about validation, we had a, we had a stand here yesterday, and literally hundreds of people came up and the the. Um, the reaction was absolutely unanimously positive. People love it. People love it. Right. it. Like, where were you five years ago? Where have you been? Like, that sort of and stuff. you said, well, we were
0: at Web Summit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Collision wasn't here five yeah, years ago. Yeah. It was down New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where were you five years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, um, that's what you're coming up in the near future. What are the long term plans?
2: The, well, the long-term plans are to to build those those partnerships with with the hospitality industry, with corporates, with uh, travel management companies as well, who book the corporate travel on behalf of okay. of um of corporates. So the long-term plan is to grow the audience and right. to be able to offer more value, uh, to be able to make more connections um, all around the world. So you know we're we're about I guess engineering serendipity is one way of looking at it. So you know there's, there's those occasions where you can meet somebody at the bar but maybe that's not the person you need to meet correct maybe it's the other person at the other side of the the, uh, the restaurant that you need to meet so we're, we're uh, you know so you're going to the bar but what you're looking for is
0: the vegan there?
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly um, so just as a reminder you guys where are you headquartered we're headquartered uh, in well yeah, yeah. I, I, I say Dublin to the community here yeah, but yeah. We're, we're headquartered in Bray in, in Can't Fenwick, be like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and um, you're yourself Bray's not home for you or no I'm a Sligo I'm a slagoman yeah I'm a man, and I I, uh, I spent a lot of my youth in Donegal so kind of on that border is, is so um, should we switch to the vernacular
0: at that stage then
2: uh,
0: I <laughs> <laughs> ah I can took her no but, uh, yeah. but um, no, it's been brilliant reconnecting here and, and uh, you know it's great seeing you it's, it's great seeing you here yeah. again and uh, hopefully, this everything keeps growing at a nice steady pace. And uh, for people like me that are retired, this uh, occasionally we might be off on our own. Uh, should we? Does it apply to the likes of me?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so one of the things that that has come back is that um, you know people are, are keen to look for mentorship or advice. And you know, for you that's that's retired, you've got a, a, a lot lifetime of experience that you can share with with somebody who's who's What to to avoid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but that's that's, that's useful.
2: If if somebody had told me two or three years ago some of the things I could have avoided, (laughs) that's told us.
0: I know. Well, the great thing is, and I'm a great believer, there is no such thing as failure. And you know that as a startup and as an entrepreneur. And unfortunately, I would say that is one of the biggest challenges is how do you convince people yep. that if you haven't failed and what you figured out is that's not the best way to do it and there is another way and now you need to figure that out
2: yeah yeah absolutely so it's it's, it's all a learning process and, and, and we're on a learning journey and uh, you know the, the more people that we can learn from yeah the better and if you're sitting on your own in your hotel room watching tv you're not doing it you're not learning so
0: and the other thing is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again it's not working exactly. you're not
2: learning either exactly exactly yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Karen, thanks a million Kieran hi it's been great talking to you and if anyone wants to find out more it's table f- with the number 4 O-N-E so T-A-B-L-E with the number 4 O-N-E and if you do a Google search it'll bring you to where you need to go you can download the app and then uh, if you're on the road uh, just download it see what's there you never know who you might connect with and what business opportunity might arise out of it brilliant thank you very much
5: Austin. thanks Let's go.
0: You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and uh, we're catching up on people who were at uh, Collision. And Collision was held in Toronto this year, uh, back on the agenda. And uh, Jazz Guram was there, and I bumped into him. I won't say I bumped into him, he kind of accosted me in the aisles. Because, <laughs> and the reason being, I decided to wear, wear a highly identifiable Irish clothing. And Jazz, uh, he accosted me because of that and came over and said, you know, I'm Irish, I'm from Straban, so we got to talk.
5: <laughs> I think, I think the first thing I yelled at you asked was, what part of Ireland are you from? You know, I, half, I, I was half expecting you to not be Irish. Well, but there you, you go. So anyway. so anyway, anyway hello, hello, Jazz, and welcome. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. hello. I did, the next thing I did say to you was, hey, I'm from Straban, but uh, yeah. you're right.
0: Yeah. So, um, and again, what I was looking for at um, Collision were predominantly Irish startups, and I found a few of those, but you were there working in another capacity. Uh, a little bit about that, what, you, who you are and what you do.
5: Sure. So, originally from Strabane, Tyrone, as you mentioned, um, I've been in Canada for 12 years now, um, arrived in 2010. Before that, I had six years in Japan where I was working, teaching in a ver- variety of ways, met my wife there. My wife is from here, the greater Toronto area. So that's how I ended up here. And um, pretty much since I arrived in Canada in 2010, I've been tech recruiting. Um, it's something I did a little bit of in Japan too, and um, something I always wanted to do. And, um, yeah, worked for a bunch of agency or a couple of agencies over the years, um, was self-employed for a number of years doing that, uh, but, um, since last year, for just about a year, year and a half now, I've been working for a company called Path to Canada, which is a recruitment agency, um, tech recruitment agency, but the twist being we leverage some really amazing Canadian immigration legislation with regard to expediting tech workers coming to Canada from overseas in an expedited way. It's like uh only takes a couple of months and they're here for a two-year renewable, most people when they get here, they're aiming at PR down the line. Um, so we're hiring a lot of people from the US who are disgruntled tech worker immigrants working on work permits in the US. But then, you know, if you're not born in if you're not born in a an nice and for one of the better words um, European or white country like uh, the UK, Ireland, Australia, um, if you're not from one of those countries. You will be told when you go to apply for your green card in the U.S., once you get your work permit, that, oh, you're from India, oh, you're from China, you're not getting a green card for 35 years, for 52 years, for 60 years. And a guy, the calculation was done for him recently, said it was 80-something years. So it's crazy. I see a lot of people there who want stability, who are very hardworking, very smart tech workers. Often they went to school in the U.S. and they've been working there for years. they just want They just want stability for them and their family, and they don't want the jeopardy of being on a work permit. So we hire a lot of people from there. But we hire people globally, people from the Philippines, Cuba, India, Pakistan. And, you know, as an immigrant myself, it feels um, feels good to help people. It feels good to help the more relatively affluent candidates we have from the U.S. move because they're making good money down there. But you're helping them get stability and their families can now come join them from India and so on and so forth. That feels good. Likewise, somebody from Cuba, somebody from the Philippines—they're coming to Canada. They're going to make six figures. They're bringing their often their young families with them. You're changing, helping, them to facilitate a huge change and upgrade in life and circumstance. It's um, it's great. It's combining tech recruitment, which I love, and helping people, which is always good. That's what we do. And we were at, we were at the Collision just trying to generate leads for business more than anything, companies to work with, and it was good. So, Jazz,
0: one of the things we're hearing all over the place at the moment is that there is a scarcity of labor. It doesn't matter which sector you're in, that hospitality, high tech, you name it, there's a scarcity, the travel industry. So, really, it is a worker's paradise on one level. So, from your side where you're trying to find people, it must be it's highly competitive and very difficult at the moment.
5: Absolutely. Before we meet with any prospective company who might want to work with us, before they sign a contract, you know we meet them online. These days it's a Zoom meeting. We have a we 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 have a deck, we presented them or whatever. The second slide in that presentation, there's a question like, you know, what are your challenges in hiring in Canada? And it's everywhere, but specific to tech, anywhere, it's like number one. There's you can't retain people because you have the huge companies like your Amazons and Shopify's of the world who do like a twice a yearly hiring binge where they poach all the best senior developers, engineers, whatever the case may be from from all kinds of companies, overpay them and give them golden handcuffs. So a lot of that is happening. There's a lot then as a result. There's a lot more, it's a candidate's market, as you put it. You know, there's a lot of people who are accepting or they get to the offer stage with a company. Companies work for three months because the market's so tight. They finally find somebody, they make them an offer. And what happens? That that candidate turns around and says, hey, I've got three other offers in my hand. What are you going to do? Becomes a lottery again. There's a scarcity of talent. Um, There's more poaching from U.S. companies to hire Canadians now as well, or people in Canada. Um, And a combination of all of the above and a few other factors means that uh, it is... A very tough market, but our business model where we're bringing people from overseas into Canada and helping to solve that problem, sort of a placement by placement, I think that puts us in a good position. I'd rather be in this position than back tech recruiting in Toronto domestically again, where the market is extremely tight and recruiters have to be very smart and leverage the networks very, very well to to make placements. Now you can't just sort of dip your toe and make a few placements and make a lot of money in recruiting anymore. Uh, Certainly not in Toronto.
0: This was my first major event to go to again since COVID. And I was, I won't say surprised in any way at the number of people that were there. But certainly people did not seem to be deterred and were comfortable enough to come back out, meet with people, talk with people. The numbers were there.
5: Yeah, I was surprised too. I don't know if I was surprised at how many people were there because I was told or I'd seen the sort of uh, the press briefings, it's going to be 30,000 people. You know, that's a lot of people. But like you say, I think the um, the fact that we've all been locked indoors for two years, basically with COVID, unless you've been to the airport now and again, you haven't really been around that many people at once. So I was quite overwhelmed the first day. Sensory overload, people overload. By day two, I w- it kind of normalized it. But um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a huge event, um, a lot bigger than I thought. Many food trucks were there, like fifty or sixty. I couldn't believe that the first day when I went to register. <laughs> I was like, "Are these all for this event?" And then at lunchtime, you couldn't get them because the lines were too crazy. But um, no, it was uh, it was really impressive. I really enjoyed it. I had a I had a really good time. We found it as a business. We found it to be a really useful event as well, as well as running into people like yourself and <laughs> having just really good conversations of all of, of all types.
0: We're going to wrap up because I just wanted to get a flavor and uh, you give a, a reasonable flavor there of what the, the scene was like. And I know we've got it from some of the others, but I know you and I are going to have a further chat because um, I'm intrigued Definitely. and uh, I want to share some, let you share some of your story with the listener on how we might do a schedule, something that we can share in September um, and dig into some of the family tree and uh, some of the weeds around um, Strabant.
5: <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of weeds about Stravan <laughs> i bring your weed killer um, I, I'm, I'm joking I love Madeline <laughs> indeed, um,
0: indeed no I'm looking forward to us having a longer chat and getting to know you a bit better and sharing, sharing your story with the listener Jazz, it's been great connecting with you and thanks a million for taking the time
5: likewise Austin thank you so much look forward to uh, part 2
4: oh sorry
0: Here's New Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and uh, we're going to catch up on the films again this week. And we have Patrick Murray here with us. Patrick, welcome back. Patrick is the Executive Director of the Irish Film Festival here in Ottawa. And I know we're into hiatus season, but what have you got for us, Patrick?
4: Hello, Austin. Thanks for having me on. Uh, As always, uh, even though it's hiatus season for our festival, there's always. You know, news to to share with the Irish film industry is it uh, never stops. Probably the most exciting news that just came out uh, yesterday is our recent guest, Hazel Dupe, has been honoured by uh, uh, Screen International as uh, part of their uh, 2022 UK and Ireland Stars of Tomorrow. So that was just announced. And uh, I think I believe there'll be like a ceremony on July seventh uh, to celebrate that, along with her uh, co-inductees into that uh, illustrious uh, 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 award, I guess you can call it. But yeah. it's really, just uh, a saying that uh, these people to watch out for, and and just to show that uh, this isn't uh, you know just some cheap publicity stunt for uh, for a film magazine out in uh, in the UK. She now joins the company of such illustrious actors. As uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Riz Ahmed, uh, Ruth Nega, Andrea Riseborough, Devatel, Patel, Oscar winner Daniel uh, Kaluuya, and uh, John Boyega from uh, the Star Wars franchise, and uh, for those who know Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so it's not exactly a small company that she's joined here. This is quite impressive, and. Uh, and well-deserved. So um, hopefully uh, this won't mean that we'll uh, never be able to have her back again, So as, as she was such a fantastic guest. Um, but uh, it looks like she's going to be a lot busier over the next few years, um, including actually it was also announced that she's going to be in a film with uh, Maggie Smith and Kathy Bates called uh, The Miracle Club. It's a Dublin set uh, comedy.
0: Fantastic.
4: So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. And it's actually interesting if it's directed by um, – Thaddeus O'Sullivan, who did nothing personal okay and tends to do much more serious uh, dramas so uh, and, you know'll be and if, as you know nothing personal is uh, is a northern Irish drama uh, during the troubles so it'll be interesting to see how he handles a a, a comedy but uh, he's got quite the cast um, for those who aren't familiar with Hazel could make it out to see her uh, I, you, there's definitely lots of opportunities to see her here in Canada. Um, on Netflix, she's uh, got a, a key role, a small but key role in Calm with Horses, also called The Shadow of Violence, over here for some reason. Um, Smother on CBC, which is a terrific little se- uh, series. And uh, her I would say her, her breakout role, of Floats Like a Butterfly, on Tubi.com, which is free to everybody. Um,
0: when yeah. you mentioned that award, I'm going to cut in quickly because, you know, I got this award uh, as the best ethnic focused media broadcast company on Ontario. No way. Oh god, yeah. As long as I buy the advertising in the magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got, apparently I've got it before as well, but I've never bought the advertising.
4: Do you have that kind of pedigree of previous uh, previous uh uh you know, uh, nominees and, uh, uh,
0: I've been, I've got numerous awards like this that kind of come, come with uh, a price tag.
4: Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) So, so anything else happening for the summer?
4: Yeah, actually, uh, um, the uh, July uh, 5th to 10th is the Galway film flock, which, uh, you know, if, if your listeners ever have a chance, it's well worth going out there uh, for those who have never been to Galway, just an excuse to go to Galway, which is a great place. And, uh, and a fantastic film festival. It's really where a lot of the films that I end up showing get their world premieres. And it is more than just an Irish film festival. They have international films and uh, guests from all over the world. Uh, but there's a few films there that I saw that... Um, that I'm excited to see later when I get a chance and uh, consider for our festival to give the audience, uh, your audience, a chance to think about, well, th- to look out for these films themselves, because it's possible also that uh, they may get out there before even I have a chance to show them. Right. Uh, one of them is um, called A uh, Joyride, and it's directed by Emer Re- Reynolds. And for those who uh, – uh, who participated in the EU Film Festival last year, they would recognize that name because she directed the Phil Linnet, uh documentary, a Songs for a While the Away.
0: Right. I think we spoke to her. Or I spoke to her, I think. I, did. I believe
4: you did, yes. Yes. And, uh, she has a long history as an editor and a documentarian, so this will be her first uh feature narrative. Right. And it's, and quite the start, quite the kickoff to an, uh, her feature narrative career, uh, next, uh, le- next stage of her career as, uh, Olivia, Co- uh, Oscar winner, Olivia Coleman is, is going to be starring in it. And, um, it's about, um, uh, it's like a, kind of, uh, her name's joy, her character, Olivia Coyman. And, uh, she's on this kind of train wreck adventure uh, another road trip movie, which uh, Ireland seems to do quite well. Um, uh, who's ready to give away her newborn baby, uh, and she's joined by a cheeky street urchin and uh, two diamonds in the rough on the run. So uh, it's, it sounds very similar to me to, uh, not quite similar, but kind of similar themes to Lost Daughter, which she did recently with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, okay. where uh, probably questioning her maternal instincts and whether or not she wants to be a mom, and and then she, uh, you know, uh, winds up uh, conf- being confronted with this young man also reminds me of Mammal by Rebecca Daly. I don't see where it shows around here, but I recommend people to look it up. It has Barry Kean in it, who's recently the Joker and the Batman. And also about a, a, a middle-aged woman who's who walked away from being a mother and then dealing with those maternal instincts at, at middle age uh, when uh, meeting another uh, younger male. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting films. So I'm looking forward to Joy Ride. The other one is uh, uh, Royce and Frank. I hope I got that right. R-O-I-S-E. Uh, and, uh, about a lady who thinks, it actually looks like it's kind of a, a dark comedy where her husband's passed and she thinks he's been reincarnated in the family dog. So, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's directed by, uh, uh, a team. Um,
0: I, I can see all sorts of possibilities for that. Oh one. yes, absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and apparently, the dog loves hurling and stakes and has a favorite <laughs> armchair and has a version to her neighbor Donica. So uh, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> and the directors are Rachel Moriarty and Peter Murphy. Uh, they re- they previously did a lesser known film, uh, uh, but called Traitors. I'm not sure if it's available over here. Which was also an interesting dark comedy that was done uh, post uh, the recession. Right Where people who lost their jobs in the financial industry got into this kind of uh, um, uh fight club where they would they take all their money and they'd leave them somewhere and then they'd fight each other to the death and then uh, then they would get all the and whoever won got the money right so she's so they have an experience with these kind of dark kind of comedies and social satires right. and right. Uh, and then the last film uh that caught my interest was Lake lads, which uh, If there's one thing we haven't seen a lot from Ireland, which surprises me considering their passion, is not much on the GAA and uh, films about the GAA, either documentaries or or, uh, uh, fiction features. In this case, it is a a narrative feature about someone, uh, a young uh, Gaelic football player. In this case, uh, yeah, Gaelic football. He's been injured and his career's over, and he has to deal with that in this small town. And it looks really interesting as well. And what so, is he,
0: is he wearing the shorts from Ordinary People?
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that has since become a fashion item. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Patrick, brilliant catching up with you. We'll catch up again towards the end of the month for as we start looking into the fall when people are more likely to be sitting down in theatres. Um yes. And, of course, one of the things is we've lost over since I came to Canada, certainly, is we've lost the drive-in because that was the thing of the, the, that was the summer you had for the drive-in.
4: And I adore the drive-in yes. and I encourage anybody who has one, even within about a 40 minute drive, you know, make it a Saturday or something, pack a lunch, picnic lunch or something or picnic dinner and uh, head on out and make an event out of it.
0: Indeed. Patrick, thanks a million for taking the time.
4: Thank you, Austin. Sorry.
0: Here's New Irish Radio, Candidate Home and Abroad, and uh, we're going to catch up on the films again this week, and we have Patrick Murray here with us. Patrick, welcome back. Patrick is the Executive Director of the Irish Film Festival here in Ottawa, and I know we're into hiatus season, but what have you got for us, Patrick?
4: Hello, Austin. Thanks for having me on. Uh, As always, uh, even though it's hiatus season for our festival, there's always... uh, you know, news to, to, to share with the Irish film industry is it, uh it never stops. Probably the most exciting news that just came out uh, yesterday is our recent guest, Hazel Dupe, uh, has been honoured by uh, uh, Screen International as uh, part of their uh, 2022 UK and Ireland Stars of Tomorrow. So that was just announced. And uh, I think believe there'll be like a ceremony on July seventh uh, to celebrate that, along with her uh, co-inductees into that uh, illustrious uh, 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 award, I guess you can call it, but yeah. it's really just uh, a saying that uh, these people to watch out for, and and just to show that uh, this isn't uh, you know just some cheap publicity stunt for uh, for a film magazine out in uh, in the UK. She now joins the company of such illustrious actors as, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Riz Ahmed, uh, Ruth Nega, Andrea Dev Devatel, Oscar winner, Daniel, uh, Kalura, and, uh, John Boyega from, uh, the Star Wars franchise, and, uh, for those who know Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so, it's not exactly a small company that she's joined here, This is quite impressive, and, uh, and well-deserved. So um, hopefully uh, this won't mean that we'll uh, never be able to have her back again, So as, as she was such a fantastic guest. Um, but uh, it looks like she's going to be a lot busier over the next few years, um, including actually it was also announced that she's going to be in a film with uh, Maggie Smith and Kathy Bates called uh, The Miracle Club. It's a Dublin set uh, comedy.
0: Fantastic.
4: So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. And it's actually interesting if it's directed by um, – Taddeus O'Sullivan, who did nothing personal. Okay. And tends to do much more serious uh, dramas. So, uh, and, you know, will be, a, and if, as you know, nothing personal is, uh, is a Northern Irish drama, uh, during the Troubles. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles a, a, a comedy, but uh, he's got quite the cast. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Hazel, could make it out to see her. Uh, I, you, there's definitely lots of opportunities to see her here in Canada. Um, on Netflix, she's uh, got a, a key role, a small but key role in *Calm with Horses*, also called *The Shadow of Violence* over here for some reason. Um, *Smother* on CBC, which is a terrific little se- uh, series, and uh, her—I would say her her breakout role—floats like a butterfly on Tubi.com, which is free to everybody. Um,
0: when yeah. you mentioned that award, I'm going to cut in quickly because you know I got this award uh, as the best ethnic-focused media broadcast company on Ontario. No way. Oh god, yeah. As long as I buy the advertising in the magazine.
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I've apparently I've got it before as well, but I've never bought the advertising. Do
4: you have that kind of pedigree of uh previous previous uh uh you know uh, nominees and uh, uh oh I,
0: I've been I've got numerous awards like this that kind of okay. come come with uh, uh, a price tag
4: so. oh yes
0: <laughs> so, so anything else happening for the summer
4: yeah actually uh um the uh, July fifth uh, to tenth is the Galway film flock, which uh, you know if, if your listeners ever have a chance, it's well worth going out there. Uh, for those who never been to Galway, just an excuse to go to Galway, which is a great place. And, uh, and a fantastic film festival. It's really where a lot of the films that I end up showing get their world premieres. And it is more than just an Irish film festival. They have international films and uh, guests from all over the world. Uh, but there's a few films there that I saw that... Um, that I'm excited to see later when I get a chance and uh, consider for our festival to give the audience, uh, your audience, a chance to think about, well, to look out for these films themselves, because it's possible also that uh, they may get out there before even I have a chance to show them. Right. Uh, one of them is um, called uh, Joyride, and it's directed by Ema Reynolds. And for those who uh, – uh, who participated in the EU Film Festival last year, they would recognize that name because she directed the Film Linnet uh, documentary, "A Songs for a While the Away.
0: Right. I think we spoke to her. or I spoke to her, I think. I, did. I believe
4: you did, yes. Yes. And uh, she has a long history as an editor and documentarian. So this will be her first uh feature narrative. Right. And it's... And quite the start, quite the kickoff to an uh, her feature narrative career, uh, next, uh, le- next stage of her career as, uh, Olivia, uh, Oscar winner, Olivia Colman is, is going to be starring in it. And, um, it's about, um, uh, it's like a kind of, uh, her name's Joy, her character, Olivia Colman, and, uh, she's on this kind of train wreck adventure. And uh, another road trip movie, which, uh, Ireland seems to do quite well, um, uh, who's ready to give away her newborn baby, uh, and she's joined by a cheeky street urchin and, uh, two diamonds in the rough on the run. So, uh, it's, it sounds very similar to me to, uh, not quite similar, but kind of similar themes to Lost Daughter, which she did recently with, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, okay. where, uh, probably questioning her maternal instincts and whether or not she wants to be a mom. And, and then she, uh, you know, uh, winds up, uh, conf- being confronted with this young man. Also reminds me of Mammal by Rebecca Daly. I don't see where it shows around here, but I recommend people to look it up. It has Barry Keenan in it, who's recently the Joker and the Batman, and also about a, a, a middle-aged woman who's who walked away from being a mother and then dealing with those maternal instincts at, at middle age uh, when uh, meeting another uh, younger male. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting films. So I'm looking forward to Joy Ride. The other one is uh, uh, Royce and Frank. I hope I got that right. R O I S E. And uh, about a lady who thinks it actually looks like it's kind of a a dark comedy where her husband's passed and she thinks he's been reincarnated in the family dog. So, (laughs) and it's uh, it's directed by uh, uh, a team. um, I I
0: I can see all sorts of possibilities for that. Oh yes, (laughs) absolutely.
4: (laughs) Uh, and apparently, the dog loves hurling and steaks and has a favorite <laughs> armchair and a version to her neighbor, Donica. So, uh, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> and the directors are Rachel Moriarty and Peter Murphy. Uh, they re they previously did a lesser known film, uh, uh, but called Traders. I'm not sure if it's available over here, which was also an interesting dark comedy that was done, uh, post uh, the recession, right? Where people who lost their jobs in the financial industry got into this kind of, uh, um uh, fight club where they would they take all their money and they 'd leave them somewhere then they 'd fight each other to the death and then uh, then they would get all the and whoever won got the money right so she's so they have an experience with these kind of dark kind of comedies and social satires huh. and uh, and then the last film uh that caught my interest was lake lads which uh if there's one thing we haven 't seen a lot from Ireland, which surprises me considering their passion is not much on the g a a and uh, films about the GAA, either documentaries or or uh, f- uh, fiction features. In this case, it is a, a narrative feature about someone, uh, a young uh, Gaelic football player, in this case, uh, yeah, Gaelic football. He's been injured and his career's over, and he has to deal with that in okay. this kind of small town. And it looks really interesting as well.
0: And so, what is he is he wearing the shorts from ordinary people?
4: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that has since become a fashion item. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Patrick, brilliant catching up with you. We'll catch up again towards the end of the month for as we start looking into the fall when people are more likely to be sitting down in theatres. Um yes. and of course one of the things is we've lost over since I came to Canada. Certainly, is we've lost the drive-in because that was the thing of the, the that was the summer you had for the drive-in.
4: And I adore the drive-in. And I urge anybody who has one, even within about a 40-minute drive, you know, make it a Saturday or something, pack a picnic lunch or something or picnic dinner and uh, head on out and make an event out of it.
0: Indeed. Patrick, thanks a million for taking the time.
4: Thank you, Austin.